this is Ben, voice of Spend. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Have you ever met someone who you feel an instant connection to? A sense of natural magnetism, where you know that your lives are inextricably bound from there on forward? Almost like you knew each other in a past life and are now blessed with the opportunity to reconnect and pick up where you left off? Without spoiling too much, we meet someone exactly like that in today's episode. Trust me, you'll know who I'm talking about. Speaking of mysterious universal bonds that leap time and space, we are so appreciative of you for continuing to listen to this goofy little project of ours. If you haven't done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe to us, and enjoy this week's episode of The Heroes Die. Okay, I've been thinking about something for a little while. I've been wanting to ask you, you you fellas, this. Where do y'all reach for sort of guilty pleasure junk food? What's coming up? And if it's just guilty pleasure food, that's fine. Doesn't have to be junk food. But where are you reaching? It's always sour gummy candies for me. So like I used to do this thing in tech. I At the beginning of tech, I would buy for like a couple years, one of those like mega bag, like five pound bags or like two pound bags or whatever they are of sour uh, sour patch kits. And that's what I would just have next to me at my tech table for the 10 or 12 days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think something akin to like Sour Patch Kids. It doesn't have to be a, those like nerds rope things. Those are real good. Any type of like just unnatural, Fuck. like <laughs> there's no way this fucking comes from the earth. Like horrifying colors, like gonna give you cancer down the road. Like and yeah, ideally something chewy. Like that's. Yeah, where I just I when when you feel sick after eating like one very guilty. That's when you know you got a good nerd's rope is is out there. That's an outlier for me. But where I do you otherwise, even find nerd rope? Oh, Walmart. I don't want to bag on uh, Ben's junk food guilty pleasure. Well, crazy. mission failed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. And I'm I'm walking I'm walking back a little bit from there. Good. The thing, the reason I reacted that way is because I am so on board with what Cole said. And then for <laughs> did I say the to, same thing for you two to connect on Nerd's Rope? I was like, oh my god, now they're speaking Greek. <laughs> like, but I love sour gummies. I love sour gummies, and I also don't mind Nerds, so I don't actually have that big of a beef. Have you had a Nerd's Rope? I think so. There you go. You would know if you've had a nerd's rope. Yeah, dude. You have not had a nerd's rope. Yeah, you haven't. They also, uh, now more maybe common parlance is like, there's like nerds clusters that I, I think are like a little bit more commonly found in stuff where it's basically a segmented rope. Uh, but, you know, you got a gummy candy, nerds surrounding it. Uh, frankly, far more consumable in, in mass quantities. Um, you don't have like a visual representation of how much you've eaten. It's kind um, of the Butterfinger BB of the genre. You very know? much so. Yeah. Okay. So we we so you've got you've got Will Harold. Yeah, I'm I'm sold. Butterfinger BB of of Nerd's Rope. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Morgan, you live in California. What is it like hummus for you? Yeah, well, you or... freaks eat out there. <laughs> yeah. When I'm really looking for a treat, I just grab an avocado. Yeah, avocado <laughs> and water for me. Yeah, just fresh yeah. off the tree. It's amazing. If I'm feeling bad, I'll salt it. <laughs> no fucking my I, I you know candy's fine i don't not candy i i have candy bars all the time but it's it's rare and it's like it's usually when i'm like on the go and want something quick and easy but like, like the, the guilty pleasure food that i'm reaching for the most often is definitely cereal um 
Oh, fair. Yeah. Like I, I ate a shit ton of cereal. Yeah, Morgan, um, classic Catholic, constantly guilty yeah. <laughs> over yeah. children's breakfast food. Yeah, like the the four happiest moments of my life were probably times where I didn't feel any guilt. But um, <laughs> that's happened. real. That, that guy got me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and one of them was like right when I was born. Um, <laughs> no, I, I when I say like cereal too, I think that. I want to be clear. I'm not trying to blanket wash cereal as like unhealthy necessarily. I don't think it's all like guilty pleasure food either because I eat a lot of like granola-ish cereal. But when I say like guilty pleasure cereal, I mean like cookie crisp or Reese's peanut butter puffs, like Mm. cereal that is very not healthy for you. That's what I'm saying when I'm weighing in on this. When When I lived in LA, I would go to Costco periodically. And whenever I went, I would text Morgan, hey, man, is there anything you want me to pick you up? Because he and his roommate, when I first got there, introduced me to Costco. And sometimes Morgan wouldn't reply. And I would still take great pleasure in getting Morgan a five-gallon box of milk and a big thing of cereal. I would Mm -hmm. usually lean on Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, that's a great one for me. Prompting my next question. Where do Honey Nut Cheerios lie on the junk food cereal schema? You'd think they'd be good for you, but they aren't. That's rude. They were the only sweet cereal that my parents would consistently buy for us. So they're coded into my brain as healthy, but that's not possibly correct. I mean, I think overall, like they, again, all cereal is ultimately like, yeah, there's 25 vitamins on here because they like spray them like (laughs) pesticide on there when they're producing it. So like, sure. Yeah, technically Count Chocula is healthy too by the same token. But um, but yeah, I don't like I would say it's like plum in the middle of like that. It's not healthy, but it's not necessarily unhealthy. I, I don't know of another cereal I would compare to it on the same level. So that's kind of why I would say it's in the middle. Frosted Flakes. I always used to love the breakfast cereal commercials. My favorite part is part of this complete breakfast. And then they they turn the camera <laughs> and it's a it's like a gallon punch bowl of cookie crisp next to like the orange juice and the milk and like two buttered toasts and like no, uh, eggs. Yeah. eggs. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's like eggs. this twenty thousand calorie breakfast that you're suggesting for where you roll kid. out to the bus. It's funny you bring this topic up, Sam, because I've realized that I don't think I can have added sugar in the house anymore. I uh, bought and consumed two pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream in less than 24 hours, and my teeth feel like they're going to fall out. I've been on the verge of vomiting all day long, including right now. <laughs> and it's probably because... Twitter uh, raised the stakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, that's not good for you. Uh, no, I bought both pints of ice cream yesterday thinking, oh, this will be a fun dessert. Consumed the first one within an hour of buying it before I made dinner. <laughs> what did you have for dinner? Uh, Nothing. Well, the second one. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Like, I'll, I'll buy, like, a thing, a tube of cookie dough to make cookie. Like, here's, okay, so this is what I realized. I want to hear the end of that other sentence that you started and didn't finish about the tube of cookie dough. Yeah, what happens to the cookie dough, man? Where does it go? Well, 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 this is what I'm saying is I will go, I will go to the grocery store with this mentality of like, oh, I'm going to make, I'll make dinner for, for AJ and I, and then I'll get like a, this tube of cookie dough and 
I'll make, we'll have dessert afterwards and make the dinner. Uh, usually eat about a quarter of the tube of cookie dough as I'm making the dinner. And then I'll ask it. Look at my little Morgan's just <laughs> waves yeah. of disgust. I'm worried about you, Rudy. That's what that is. It's a look of worry. Okay. And, and then, and then, and then what'll happen is I'll text AJ. I'll be like, Hey, are you going to be late? She's like, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes she'll have already had dinner, but either way, even if she has or not, I'll ask her, do you want cookies? I was thinking of making some. She'll say no. Right. So I make 12 cookies. She knows like what you're tube, up to. Already. Like she knows she's su- not getting them regardless if she wants like them. Like the tube suggests. <laughs> 12 cookies like the tube suggests. I'll eat three. Then I'll watch television for a while. And then I'll say to myself, you know, I'll have another two. I'll save the other five for whatever the math is. For yeah, math doesn't check out there, but right, yeah, right, keep right. going. Okay, so I've had seven at this point. You know, <laughs> yeah. three, and obviously, you're going to have half a cookie here or there. So inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, I will have finished all the baked cookies by the uh, before bed, and then we'll have finished the rest of the tube of cookie dough by dinner time the next day. You see, it sounded like you said "we" again there. Yeah, <laughs> is that a royal "we"? I thought the premise of this story started with AJ saying she didn't want any cookies. No, no, it's it's just me. Okay. <laughs> And so I realized, I think today, I had the moment where I said to myself, oh, I can't buy added sugar because I cannot, I can have it like at a restaurant because I'm limited on, you know, if I get dessert with dinner. Financially. The public eye prevents you from. I'm limited limited financially. (laughs) I can't make a mess of myself. Right, exactly. The bowl is only so big. They won't won't bring the whole tube of cookie dough. (laughs) Having said that, having said that, though, I also realized that I do not have dinner. I do not, I almost never, if I'm going out for dinner, do not order dessert. Sure. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, even if I'm the only, even if I'm the only person eating it when they bring out the two spoons. <laughs> and I'm going to move us back into the world of Galarian and your characters who are back at camp the night after a pretty big day. You've been led over by Lauren to a pile of scattered boulders near the edge of camp by the horse corral. You begin to recognize that some of these rocks resemble, oh, I don't know, animals and parts of people, when all of a sudden, a big, ugly, rooster-looking monster rears its head up over some rocks and grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
one. Eugene, lead us off. What you got, bud? I'd like to roll some knowledge nature on this big bird. This big bird? 18. An 18? DC 18 for recall knowledge nature. What are you interested in? Weaknesses. All right. Weaknesses. Not a ton of weaknesses. I'll give you some of its strengths, however, just so you can be aware of them. First off, this is a cockatrice. Uh-huh. Uh, it is an <laughs> it is a magical beast. It is immune <laughs> to calcification, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. If you get hit by this thing's beast, <laughs> this, thing, this thing has bees. Beads, oh, yeah. Cole. Beads. It's called ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know that you can't know. It's the nature of the (laughs) Sorry. So what's the bird do? If it hits you with its beak, it will harden your flesh potentially. (laughs) (laughs) What's it called against him? A cockatrice. (laughs) And so does it harden from like where it hits me or does it like start somewhere else or specific? This is a really good question. And it's not a high enough check to know exactly where your flesh will start turning into rock. It's okay guys, I got two more rolls. <laughs> if your if your flesh turns into rock for more than six hours, call a physician. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Uh, Mor- Morgan, is that your turn? Uh, is that the only action I'm allowed to take? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> time with this. Very cool. Very Last cool. I checked in the three action system, one action's about all you get. So yeah, so Eugene will recall this knowledge of the cockatrice and then we'll begin to cower in fear. Heard. What's up next? You just going to stay where you are? Do you want to ready an action or anything like that? Um... Yeah, he'll go 30 feet southeast to about there. And then, uh, yeah, he's not going to do anything else that turn. That's it. Yeah, so Eugene has moved about 20 feet away from the cockatrice down to his south and east. That is Eugene's turn. Sven, it's your turn. What's up, bud? Yeah, um, just by looking at this thing, would I know what approximate size it is? You know, in a very general way, small, medium, maybe large. Uh, definitely not large. It, it is contained in a five by five foot square. Uh, yes, it is a small creature. Wonderful. Small even. Wow. Okay. Um, that's great. Uh, Svend is going to take some steps forward um, just to kind of get an angle on it, putting uh, himself between uh, this cockatrice and, and the rest of his party. In what looks at first like his hands are sort of, uh, you know, trying to calm the cockatrice, then turns into a grapple uh, using... Titan Wrestler. Oh. Uh, I'm going to attempt to grapple the cockatrice. Awesome. What? Awesome. All right. Uh, for listeners at home, Titan gra- Wrestler actually really doesn't matter that much in this case, but it allows me to disarm, grapple, shove, or trip up to two plus sized creatures. Uh, a large, uh, 
very large. Uh, I think with up to I'm, I'm medium. So <laughs> yeah, pretty sure very large is the next step up from famously, yep. famously very large. Yeah, Bente. Bente. <laughs> let, let me check. See what, uh, what? I actually don't know what grapple is. Is that uh, athletics? I believe athletics or unarmed mm-hmm. attack, maybe. You attempt to grab a creature or object with your free hand. Attempt an athletics check against the target's fortitude DC. Interesting. Okay. So swinging with athletics. Horseshit. Uh, that will be 10. That's not going to do it. No, I won't. <clears throat> Good try, though. Uh, is is that attempt to grapple only one action, though? It is. It is only one action. It is also an attack. So you will take the iterative attack penalty right. for subsequent attack actions. Okay, that's fine. Uh, seeing that he can't get his... his uh, get a good grip on this cockatrice. <laughs> uh, he's gonna swing with the warhammer. Swing with the warhammer, which was out, I presume. Yes. Yeah. Again, trying to grapple it with the free hand, and then he was gonna do a funny bonking uh, <laughs> motion to it. Uh, should he have grappled it? But now he's just gonna swing. I can see it all. Yep. <laughs> uh, also horseshit. That will be fifteen. Fifteen is not gonna do it. Nope. Damn. All right, I now put is... myself in a horrible position. Fuck. And I've now put myself in a horrible position. It is the cockatrice's turn. It is indeed going to attack out at the nearest creature. That creature is looking at the map here. Do some quick measurements. Sven, definitely, definitely Sven, the only creature adjacent to it. So we are going to roll some dice here. It's coming at you with its beak. Ooh, I don't know. Fuck. Um, it's a natural 18. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Uh, we're looking at above 30 here. Is that going to? Yeah, that's probably a crit even. No, okay. What is your AC? 19. 19? That's a crit. That's a crit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Don't worry too, too much. Don't worry too, too much. Spend roll some damage stay here. hard for so many hours. Just like my parents knew I would die. Nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy. It's only going to be five points of damage. Hey. And give me a fortitude save. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. DC 26. <laughs> I've been rolling really good so far, so I don't see why I'm worried. Oh. And I, it, things righted themselves. Uh, fortitude, that's going to be a 23. Nice. 23 yes. is yes. a pass. Lovely. You feel okay. It's going to come down at the beat. Shut the beat up. Again. I said lovely. Shut up. <laughs> That's going to be a miss with the second attack. Good. And with the third attack, that is a 20 to hit. Uh, that will also hit. This thing has some stamina. Damn. That is going to be five points of damage. Give me a fortitude save, if you don't mind. Okay. Hmm. Uh, 24. 24, nice. you know that passes. Yep. Excellent, excellent. That is the end Fuck of the cockatrice's yeah. turn with three pecks at your friend and mine, Sven. Coming up next is Leighton. Leighton, what you got? Leighton settles Claude after he was so horribly insulted by Sven's language regarding horse shit of all things. <laughs> and then he's going to look down at Claude, look up at Sven. Mm-mm. No. Claude, we can't leave him be. Uh, if I get to there, Sam, 
with 40 feet of movement with those rocks and shit. Is that okay? Yeah, that is okay. Give me a nature check representing getting a horse up onto those uh, scattered boulders, please. Okay. <clears throat> what you're looking at is is pretty serious shit. Got it. Got it. Like it's that 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 rock is probably chest high for Claude. Can I make this argument? Yeah. Because it's so it's an action for me, right, to command him to do this. Um, in the parlance of the game, Leighton does not command him; they're best friends. But uh, in the parlance of the game, it's a, it's an action for me to command him to do this, and then I don't have to roll anything to get him to do stuff. So could I instead roll his athletics check to try and absolutely clamor? Absolutely. Up? Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Sixteen. Sixteen gets you there. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So as they go running up, uh, Leighton encourages Claude forth and blasts out with lightning, targeting the cockatrice, which is going to be nice six points of electricity damage. And six then, points of electricity is that automatic, or do you have to roll against something? That he gets a reflex save. Reflex save. Oh boy! All right, that's a twenty on the reflex save. That's going to pass, so three points of electricity. And then Claude rears back and plays the hits, as Andruk would say. Going to go with the hooves. 25 to hit. 25 is a hit. Kick ass. That is going to be six more points of bludgeoning damage as the two of them in an arc of lightning come striking up onto the boulders and kicking the cockatrice in the face. Alrighty. That is Leighton's turn. The Professor, it is your turn. So I'm not actually going to do a movement, but I just want to describe how this looks. Okay, Sam? That's fine with me. The Professor is about to charge forward and hit the cockatrice with a ray of enfeeblement but uh, stumbles out a, a large horse chip at the last second, falling forward, and instead of uh, sending a powerful spell out through his fingertips, instead will uh, send a jinx at the cockatrice. Sends a jinx at the cockatrice. What do I have to do? You have to, you get a will saving throw. Will save. That is a 17. DC 18, buddy. All right. What does this mean for the cockatrice? So what this means for the cockatrice is the they are clumsy one for one minute. Clumsy one. That is a minus, I believe, to um, a bunch of important stuff, right? It's a minus one to all dexterity base checks and DCs, including AC. Ranged attack rolls, reflex saves, skill checks. All right. That's big. Andruk, it's your turn. You're shooting at a cockatrice that's a little bit clumsy. Yeah, um, I'm go. Uh, Druk is going to move 15 feet to the east, and then use his healer's kit to do battle medicine on Svend. So rolling the die here, nine plus six is thank God 15. So uh, that's 2d8 healing for you, Svend. It's eight points, not perfect, hey. but something. And last, uh, Druk is going to cast Guidance and tell um, Svend, you almost got him last time. Give it one more shot. And uh, you'll have plus one on your next attack roll or check or um, any kind of check, essentially. Nice. Andruk's Guidance flavor is one of my favorite things you've ever made, Will. It's really great. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. Nicely done, Andruk. Not a terribly combative round. 
but definitely doing his buddy some favors. That's the end of round one. Top of round two. Eugene, it's your turn. You're a little bit away from the cockatrice. What are you going to do? Eugene is going to cast Tanglefoot at the cockatrice. All righty. Definitely sounds like a reflex save on my behalf, to which I have a minus one. Uh, it says attempt a spell attack against the target. Do it. It's like he's throwing a Tanglefoot bag, except it's just the magic. That's a two on the die. Butters. Uh-oh. Um, can I try and do it again? I believe it is going to be a two-action spell. Yeah, that's a no. You're right. It is two. All right. Um, do you have a hero? You have hero points. So I'm not telling you to use them. I'm just... Yeah, that's okay. That's Eugene's turn. But it would be the most heroic tripping that has ever happened. I'm just excited that we have them for once, you know? I was just... <laughs> yeah, let's see you use them. Uh, all right, that's Eugene's Gotta turn. Flicks a Tanglefoot bag. Do you want to move or anything, Mo, before the end of your turn? Do not. All right, that's Sven's turn. Sven, you're up. What are you going to do, bud? Yeah, getting a double slice at this thing, so taking a couple whacks at it. Whacks. Let's see here. Uh, nice, 29 to hit. That's going to do it, I believe. That'll do. Is that yeah, a crit? Definitely a crit. Yeah, that's interesting, is that? That is a crit. Yes. Wonderful. Is it is it close? Like, do I get to feel good about guidance helping? It is a crit because of guidance. I fuck yeah, I'm drink. It is a crit because of guidance and because of clumsy. Yeah. Ah. Teamwork, fellas. Uh, that'll be twenty nine points of damage. Oh. <laughs> nine points of damage. Yep. Holy shit! Wow. All right. No Let's way. Slice. Uh, yeah, and we're not done yet, because uh, coming through with the sickle. Uh, the plus one sickle? Yes, plus one sickle. Uh, less good. Uh, 16 to hit. That is a miss. Yeah. Let's see, seeing that. Uh, he swung away and stuff. Uh, he is going to try to grapple it. Then. And this is, at, this, is, this is at your third attack penalty. So, well, minus eight to this. Okay. Let's still try it. Uh, 15, probably not. Not gonna do it, but a decent attempt. Yeah, not too bad. It is now the cockatrice's turn. Perhaps its last turn in its life. It is going to lash out first at Andruk. Sorry, not at Andruk, it's Ben. <laughs> That's a miss with a natural four. Yes. Now he's coming at Claude. Natural one. Hey. Broken it. And coming again at Claude. Oh. Not going to do it with an Addy 8. That's an 11. Ah, Oof. This cockatrice oh. is uh, not doing so hot. It's Leighton's turn. Leighton, go for it. Oh. Claude, finish it. And Claude is going to stamp down once. That's a 23 to hit. Hit. That coming in for eight points of damage. Eight points of damage, still up. Second hoof, natural one. Misses on the second hoof. Uh, and Leighton, yeah, Leighton's gonna go back to the well. He's out of spells. Oh! <laughs> Reflex save, Sam. That is a natural 16 for 26 reflexes. DC save. 17, so it will be nice. Um... Round down three points of damage again. Uh, electricity. Three points of damage still up. My goodness. Damn this it. thing had some wow. H-pizzle. Andruk, help! 
It's the professor's turn. The professor, you're covered in poop. What are you going to oh, do? Just, just caked in horse shit. Oh, oh humiliated again. Uh, <laughs> so the professor will rise up from prone as a movement action. The cockatrice is also made of stone. No. It's not. No. Okay. It eats rocks. It eats rocks. <laughs> well, hopefully this thing will kick rocks after I produce flame at it. Nice. All the elements. Nice. You're burnt. <laughs> you like nice, that? Dude. Pretty good. Burn. Nice. Good one, Will, too. Nice oh, oh it's a 19 on the die. That'll oh, hit. That's a 27 to hit. That's a crit. It's a hit. All right. Not a crit. Double damage. <laughs> just, just a hit. Just a crit. keep saying it. <laughs> Two plus my charisma modifier. So that's uh, six points of damage. A very, very charismatic professor puts down the cockatrice. Nice. It's dead forever. Oh, yes. Yes. Excellent. But where is PT? <laughs> oh, God, PT. Give me some perception checks as y'all start checking the area. Oh, God, I don't see him anywhere. 18, 17. I won't see him probably with only a 14. Does anyone have a produce water spell? Uh, I'm a bit, uh, ugh. Oh, it was uh, your own decision to lie. Fear not. It gets grassy in a couple of hours. You can wipe it right off. It's really not a problem at all. Yes, well, tell that to the flies. Tell that to the flies. I believe that the highest was a 23. Who was that? Me. So yeah, Eugene, you dart around the back of these boulders and you see two rocks that look like people you know. You have found Petey and Marty and they are both petrified. Petey! Now y'all can give me some knowledge nature checks. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. There are other checks that you can roll if you want to check 21. Uh, so uh, Eugene is the only person. He's already recalled knowledge. So he's out for this. Uh, if you've got, you can roll Arcana. You can roll Nature. So Morgan, you can roll any of these other than Nature because okay. you've already rolled it. So you've already remembered everything you can access via Nature. We can give That's me the some... way knowledge works. <laughs> That's definitely oh. the way this knowledge yeah. works represented yeah. by numbers and dice mechanical um fairs i am sorry so you can give me arcana nature you can give me um or lores 18 nature 18 nature Same. okay 18 nature can i roll halfling lore to see if there's anything in the uh halfling <laughs> lexicon about uh cockatrices i mean sure it's a waste it's a it's a much higher dc it's probably about 400. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> oh, no, I got you. All right, no worries. So with the 218s, that is the DC, so you will be able to learn some more things about this. Also, this is a knowledge system that works differently than it did in first edition. So it's a little funny. I'm not sure if you unlock every single thing about this or there are critical successes or whatnot. It's a, it's a little bit unclear in any case. Given that you both hit DC 18, I am going to tell you about the most relevant things for Petey and Marty. They have been calcified, which means that they were struck multiple times by this cockatrice. Each time you get hit by the cockatrice, you're slowed. If you get slowed three, so that you have no actions, you begin turning to stone. Mm. 
you become petrified. Every 24 hours after that, the victim can attempt a fortitude save to recover. It is not an easy fortitude save. On a success, it becomes flesh again. On a critical failure, it is permanently stoned. If it just fails, it can try again in 24 hours. As long as the person's fortitude save is never a critical failure, it is possible for it to become a person again under its own fortitudinous nature. But you always run the risk of a critical failure. Right now, they are both petrified. You don't know how long they've been petrified for, but you know that if they have not yet critically failed, there is a chance that they can come out of this. Doctor, on average, I'd say we have about somewhere between one and 20 days. <laughs> I concur. I just hope that isn't set in stone. <laughs> I'm sorry, CD. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Spent people express grief in, in many myriad ways. Just let it out. Entirely in bad taste. <laughs> no, don't shame him for how he's handling the situation. That's okay. We're going to figure this out. He's processing through humor. None of us know anything about that. <laughs> As you all are hunting around back there, you discover its nest. And there are several valuables from past victims in it. You find 30 silver pieces. Petey's smile. <laughs> and you don't find Petey's smile. We don't need to tell Petey about the silver pieces. I think we could just uh, give him his wallet back without them. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> you find most of the top half of a dwarf <laughs> petrified. Very valuable object. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm sure his family would appreciate half of him. <laughs> Wearing a suit of splint mail armor. Wow. And a low-grade cold iron pick. That's impressive. Well, we'll leave that there. <sighs> Sam, what does low-grade mean? Low-grade means uh, it refers to the quality of the cold iron. The biggest thing that it has to do with is how much it costs. There are some other benefits that come with higher grade cold iron, but it is a cold iron pick uh, for most purposes. Got it. Thank you. Is this our first? I think this is our first cache. No. The lockbox. I just never the took it down because we didn't take it down initially. And then we did in that role play. I'm sorry, Sam. If you could send me that number in the scarf at some point, that'd be great. Dude, I would love to do that. Thank you so much. Uh, Absolutely. My bad. So that's the first money I've recorded. Anywho. This is what you find. You find the, the statues of two people you know just transfixed in agony and horror. Let's get uh, let's get Petey and Marty back to camp. Um, maybe the Duke can get folks to watch over them. Um, but I think we need to rest, y'all. Yes, I would agree. Indeed. And Sam, just to double check, like, we don't know anything about something we could do to help. We are in a waiting state based on our knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Based on your knowledge. Okay. I mean, it would take some magic, you know, to get them out Perhaps. of this. And you don't believe that you have access to that right now because none of the powers that be decided to be a cleric. <laughs> Friends, I, I wonder, it, it may be that our path brings us this way, one way or the other, but... um the members of the order they they might have the divine magics necessary to restore our friends uh in addition to the other investigations we need to do there 
Ace. There's also a church in town. Yeah, but it's Abadar. They're assholes. Oh, fuck them. Abadar. Jesus. I I don't truck with Abadar. Worst case scenario, Petey becomes a fixture in the town square, but (laughs) it's okay, too. People will remember him then. right here. (laughs) Defying all odds six months from now, he's never critically failed and never succeeded. (laughs) He just becomes alive one day. Yeah, just in like a... Where are my friends? (laughs) Let's put a hat on him so he'll look presentable. (laughs) So it sounds like the game plan is to take these two stone bodies back to camp so that they can be looked over overnight, not to leave them over here near the cockatrice nest. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. The old cockatrice. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, I'm happy to to hand wave it. These two people are basically statues right now. They're heavy. You can find some help particularly given Petey's popularity, and get them back into camp. Uh, You do that, and they're being looked over by a, you know, basically a circuit of people who are going to sit with them in case they wake up over the course of the night. Now, is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before bed? I don't think so. I think Leighton is pretty worn out, has a lot to think about. Indeed. All right, cool then let's rip on bedtime. This is something that I have trouble doing in my real life, which is going to bed when I'm tired and not trying to continue to talk to people. But this is a fantasy world where we can do whatever we want. So let's just go to bed when we're tired. And that's what y'all do. Good night, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick starts screaming under the rock next to (laughs) Little uh, professor's tassel goes uh, floating up in the air when he breathes out and floating back down when he breathes I'm going to go sleep in the woods. I can't do with this. (laughs) You wake up the next morning all miraculously at the exact same time. You have your coffee, do your ablutions, whatever it is. What do you think y'all are doing in the AM, like, pretty immediately? Are you coming together? Are you checking in on the uh, statues? What's up? Well, I figured that we're all probably lined up at the buffet line outside the chow wagon right now, right? Yeah, it's a really nice craft services at the circus. Yeah. I actually do kind of love the idea that maybe each act, like each family, uh, does has, like, a meal rotation, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like pulling up to, to grab like the Kambali's uh, famous, like, you know, Southwestern omelet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, no, that's bringing it, it back that's over canon. the fire. Yeah. That's canon. That's it right now. Um, are y'all checking on Petey and Marty? Yes, most definitely. All right. Sounds like, it, it, it sounds like Sven is particularly close to one of them. Yes. I'm invested in Petey. So you go over to Petey, and I think that that's where you're kind of spending your morning, right? Like, you get your Southwestern omelet from the Kambalis, and then you're just like... I eat it, worried sick. Yeah, and you're just next to him. You're just like, I got my food, it's here, that's fine, but honestly, we're here for Petey. And you're just sort of like, I, I can I can see you, like, mean-mugging people who are walking by who are, I like, either not paying enough attention or are like you're like are they faking it right now do they not actually care about pd enough yeah and just like you know pd is being protected by sven that's right yucky duck 
may or may not be comfortable with his emotions regarding this. Now, feel so much. Now, Sven, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. With all those DC 18 nature checks right on the button, y'all have earned a little peek behind this curtain, which is that the fortitude save that you passed from this cockatrice was DC 20. Wow. So not a gimme. No. Yeah, it was kind of lucky that you were the first person to step up because I imagine fortitude bones across the board for this party are uh, probably tilted in your favor. Likely. That was a weird way to say it. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> yeah. we have a higher fortitude bonus than uh, some of the other players. Yeah. I'm so I am going to roll. My fortitude in his bone is always tilted in the favor of Ben. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> putting, in a, putting in a lot of extra words where you only want to are what deeply was, offended. <laughs> what was fun is that they were all in the other order. Like yeah. you did successfully fully scramble the sentence. I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give Petey on this die and uh, Marty on this die. Damn it. Live Petey, live. <laughs> Sven is sitting next to Petey. Oh God. Perhaps resting his plate on his outstretched arm. <laughs> hey, Petey, you're like a nice table right now. Hey, nah, I'm kidding. You never did that to Petey. Your plate's on Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely absentmindedly just places it on Marty's face. <laughs> but maybe you're touching his shoulder or your leg is resting against his arm. Kind of sounds like I'm straddling Petey. I don't know about that. <laughs> you're not straddling him. You're sitting next to him and you feel that stone soften into a person. Oh my god. Petey. Petey, was it the power of friendship that brought you back? And and you look down, right? Your face goes straight to him. You say, was it the power of friendship that brought you back? And he's like... Like Hansel coming up Carbonite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Except he isn't uh, blind for an indeterminate period. Got it. <laughs> Oh, oh, cows. Sven? Sven, is that you, buddy? Oh, my goodness. Lucky me. Waking up to you. Holy cow. What's going on, bud? <laughs> God, I feel terrible. You you should feel terrible. Your insides are probably still kind of unthawing. Oh, God. Actually, now that you mention it, I can, I can feel that happening. Oh, uh, uh, that's terrible. There's a, this a, this a wicked-looking little bird... Creature started pecking at me, and before I knew it, I was just down on the ground. I could barely move. I, I saw it standing over me, and then it was just lights out. How's Marty? Is, is Mar Marty Marty's okay? How's Marty? And the, oh. <laughs> Sven <laughs> picks his plate up off of Marty's face. <laughs> well, not too good from the current state. <laughs> oh, Marty. Uh. And Petey looks over, and he goes, Oh my God, Marty! Oh, oh, that poor son of a gun! How do we fix him? What do we got to do? Well, the only thing that I did last time was feel particularly sad about your state and hope that the power of friendship would be enough to bring you back to life. Unfortunately, I don't care for Marty quite as much as you, so maybe you could give it a go. Why? <laughs> I do appreciate your candor as always, Sven. It's always been one of your most admirable qualities. I do, on the other hand, care for care for Marty a great deal, so perhaps um, my vigilance and, and friendship will help bring him out of this. One can hope. <laughs> it's the only thing that I can 
hope for at this point. <laughs> One who is not Sven can hope. Go for it. Uh, try uh, touching his arm softly, Petey. That's what I did to you. All right. And Petey is going to slowly move himself up. No, 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 Petey. From his... Slower. <laughs> Jesus. It's gross. And the professor's... The professor's... The pro- whispers the professor from like... Who's in the back of the tent. <laughs> Petey, Petey's like... Buck off, oh. pervert. Come on. <laughs> Petey's like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that you were there, professor. So good to see you as well. God, lucky me. Yes, Look yes, at this. Yes. I got the whole team here. Concentrate Spend on his arm. Pe- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a small film lens on the necklace around your neck? <laughs> So Petey uh, gets up and he is slowed one for the next day. Basically, that is that is one of the mechanical properties that comes from getting out of petrification. We're fucked. <laughs> now, Petey, oh, that's that is- right. Yuck it up, Eugene. Like you've never <laughs> seen the power of friendship bring one back to life and then potentially not bring another back to life. Uh, yuck it up. So. He wishes he could have Petey a does look at you and he life. says, he does say to uh, you, Sven, not, I know that the, the healing uh, that we can do is like the, the circus is, is kind of limited, but is there, um, is there any, is there anything like maybe in town or, or, or somebody that, that we can reach out to who might, you know, I have some kind of like magical healing for, for, for Marty here? Like, uh, I, mm. I certainly, I suppose we could try uh, the charge, but, uh, well, you never know about that. No, no, you, you never know, but if we could try it, I, I'd be much obliged. My Marty means a lot to me. Yes, of course. Is that, um... Thank you, Sven. I, I really appreciate it. And you too, Professor. I, um, I was simply going to suggest, uh, do we know our surroundings well enough to know if there is a town that would provide such a service, or would it be best just to take him to Absalom? Can we ask one of the Rastabouts to go find Jay Aber? I think we got some stuff to talk to him about anyway. He might be able to help us out with this question. Or fuck me. Whatever. You know, yeah. I'm agreeing with you, Doc. <laughs> well, it's merely that Absalom is very far away. No, no, Aber- no, no. <laughs> we gotta get it in at least once an episode. <laughs> to remind the listeners where we are, that this we, isn't, you know, middle America. We just woke up. He hasn't had his coffee yet. Do we need yeah, to set Yeah, well, this burrito now? is kind of making me a little feisty, okay? It's an omelet, Sven. Well, I put it in a tortilla. It makes it easier. I understand that, but it's not the same. Is, is Absalom far away? Because we're just on the island, the small island right off Absalom, aren't we? Absalom is definitely far away regarding any kind of immediate and emergent medical crisis. Like longer than 20 days away? Look, measuring in terms of weeks is the right way to think about how far away Absalom is. Oh, wow. I was, oh, wow, I didn't, hmm. I mean, like, I I think that it's probably, it seems to me, like, just based on the map, like, less than 20 days, but, like, probably 18, you know what I mean? To the extent that it's, like, probably it's going to either fix itself or he's going to die before we get there. Oh. Anyways, let's check with this small town mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This J. Aber, I think we do need to counsel I was just with. under the impression that the areas we were in, this is not a readily service to get. This seemed yes. kind of sticks to me. You are in the sticks. And even so being, 
the options that are being suggested right now sound like it's just checking in to make sure that we can't do it here. Gotcha. Right, at the very worst. <laughs> but rather, let's exhaust local resources first. So is that what you do? What do you what do you do? Do you, do you send somebody off for the mayor? Can yeah, we send Hankin off to, to get the mayor? Yeah, absolutely. You send Hankin off to get the mayor. He comes back uh, a certain period of time later. Mayor has, doesn't have a lot going on right now. He's ready He's ready to come talk to the circus folk. He's lift, lifting the veil a little. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's ready. He's ready to be there. All right, it's not not gonna not gonna bust your balls on. Uh, he puts you off until tomorrow. Uh, so he comes in. He's like, uh, "Hello, good people of the circus. I appreciate that you have sent for me. Uh, I don't mean to have such a, a a formal way of addressing you, but um, it is the only way I know. Uh, in any case, uh, I heard that there are people in your circus, or, or a person at least, who has come under some evil spell." And turned into a statue. It is right. At least they are on their way of doing so. It's Marty, my good sir. Marty is the one who's hard. Oh, Marty. I, I do believe I met him at one point. A quiet fellow, but seemed to have a good heart. Yeah, a pretty bland personality, but that they can't hold it against him. Well, you know, some some people really do just like TV dinners. <laughs> <laughs> TV? <laughs> I didn't really understand it either, but he was insistent that they're actually pretty good. Yeah, he's always been known to be a hungry man. <laughs> well, enough of this. <laughs> oh, the professor's the had enough. <laughs> you don't say. If you're done discussing this kid cuisine, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gabby. Are there resources of the town that perhaps I could introduce you to so that you could avail yourselves of them more readily? I think you would have the answer to that question, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> I'm just Put wondering two, two together here, dude, sir. I'm just trying to say that I believe that this is why I have been summoned. I it... find it useful with people, <laughs> particularly those that I do not know well, to state very clearly oh why we are interacting and what the end goal is. No, we wanted to talk <laughs> about TV dinners. At the end of the interaction, we may be able to identify which of those goals have been met. For the audience's uh, benefit, the mayor NPC just kind of stands moving back and forth in front of the fountain all day long, waiting for PCs <laughs> to approach him. <laughs> a very regular breathing pattern. <laughs> Leighton finds <laughs> immense comfort in this man. <laughs> uh, but but don't just yes. skip his dialogue. You might accidentally make him repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> the classic Navi trap. Um, yes, uh, Mr. Mayor, are, are there uh, healers of any uh, degree in Aberton who might be capable of such a thing? Well, uh, a powerful healing of a magical sort. And I've, I've heard of it. In the, in the big cities, I haven't witnessed too much of it. I know that our, our priest is, is a priest of Abadar, and uh, I've, I've witnessed certain degrees of, uh, it seemed, uh, supernatural healing, but I, I don't know that that is his purview, per se. I, I do believe, however, that if you were going to find a, a solution to this issue in Aberton, it, it would be at, at, at the Golden Lost Church. Mm, very good. If you could point us in the direction, Dane. 
Uh, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to give you directions. And then he does that. I... Thank God, I thought we were going to be stuck talking to him all day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. Mayor Aber, yeah. uh, we also should probably update you on, on... Ben, you just have an absolute <laughs> aversion to earnest NPCs. This is the thing. It's <laughs> just like... Yes, much like real shit. life. I always hate kindness. <laughs> is that why Ben doesn't like me? <laughs> wow. I've wondered this for so long. real far around to pat yourself on the back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just such a straightforward, likable guy. She wins, guys. (laughs) Gosh darn it. It is tough being so sincere sometimes. Oh, man. If only I weren't so kind and thoughtful, I could connect better with Ben. (laughs) I think there's a stretch from kind and thoughtful to earnest, but fine. Lacking artifice, <laughs> you know. I have trouble really believing you when you say lacking artifice the way that you're wearing your headphones right now, bud. There's some real artifice with that high DJ lean. DJ <laughs> 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 Bodega is in the house. Yeah, you see one of his two earphones was like on the front of his face, directly underneath one of his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's never seen someone wear headphones before. <laughs> Or he's only seen a certain profession where headphones In any case, uh, he points you towards Golden Maw's church. Now, this is, you would know, the same church that the Australian Basset Hound pointed you towards. Oh. Whatever happened to that old Basset Hound? That was a good dog. I, I was just enjoying my omelette. It's not a big deal, but I love it when the compolies are making breakfast. <laughs> We don't do this down under. It's uh, simply eggs over easy. Um, but this idea of scrambling them and then folding them over cheese and protein and vegetables, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, and then he takes his plate off of Marty's stomach and continues to trot out of the <laughs> medical tent. Maybe Convict. stops to mark Marty's uh, statue. I beg you, dog. Come on. Oh, I can't help it. It's uh, instinct, if you will. <laughs> Keeps out. In any case, that is where y'all have been pointed. What do you want to do? I think I think we should warn the mayor about the Lindell brothers. Agreed. All right. Who does that? How do you do it? Drink, warn him. All right. Uh, Jay, can I call you Jay? I'm going to call you Jay. Jay, um, the, uh, the... <laughs> as part of our investigations... Uh, we have uh, uncovered an imp- imposter of sorts. Um, I, I don't, I don't, Leighton is probably better suited to explain this, but um, watch out for the Lindell brothers. The Lindell brothers? Uh, why indeed, they, they are good farmer folk. True Everton stock. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> the problem is that they're not right now. Uh, hang on, hang on. I can tell that this news might weigh real heavy on our mayor. Perhaps what news we should be. What news is there of the Lindell brothers? Wait a minute. It's pronounced Lindell, not Lindell? We've been I making mean, idiots of ourselves this whole time! Professor, Professor, I. I perhaps not with the mayor. Uh, oh, and oh, Eugene, sorry. an interesting amount of compassion shown towards this man all of a sudden. But yes, um, something ill has befallen those two, and. Uh, <laughs> 
because you you didn't trust him last time. Wasn't this the guy you didn't trust? Yeah, it's true. That is Morgan, accurate. you spent the entire episode being like, <laughs> "Yeah, we had to cool you, you off with the hose yeah. last time, Eugene. You really come around." <laughs> I strong disagree. Okay, uh, I, uh, <laughs> then I just I'm sorry. I totally misread it. I thought that it's you cool. Really we did have it all. We like we have we have it all on tape. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I am not yeah. saying that I wasn't compassionate to him. I am playing an angle right now, and I'm frustrated. Oh, he's being sneaky. Oh. And I'm frustrated that you called it out. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Morgan. I didn't. I didn't realize. I misread. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Let's get. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Uh, professor, perhaps not in, in this moment. Um, but oh, yes. Uh, as Eugene says, it, it is a p- potentially distressing piece of news. The Lindell brothers seem to have had some ill befall them of a of a supernatural nature. We don't believe the men that are walking in your town today as the Lindell brothers are, in fact, those men. Oh, dear. Uh, that, that That is truly horrifying. The idea that something could be... It sounds like they're wearing their faces to one degree or another. Uh, my goodness, um, well, if word of this gets out, it, it could truly cause something of a panic. I, I don't wish to involve you in any kind of... Uh, Overt substitute, substitute, goodness, the word won't even come out of my mouth, subterfuge, but uh, I don't ask you to lie, but if it's possible to keep this information somewhat quiet until we sort it out, I, I, I would appreciate it. I mean, I think you have to tell people that the Lindell brothers are possibly dangerous. I mean, I don't want to tell you how you do your job, but that's that seems pretty basic. I feel like it's somewhat more complicated than just going up to everybody in town and saying, hey, don't trust the Lindell brothers. <laughs> how, how, about, how about let us know if you see the Lindell brothers? Well, that is honestly different than the first thing that you said, but I, I do agree with that second thing. Well, I'm not said. the fucking executive of this entire goddamn oh. town, so... Oh. Well, 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 no, you, you know what? My no, bad, my bad. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a walk. Yeah, take, my bad. Take, take a fucking walk. <laughs> <laughs> fucking not the fucking executive trying to tell the fucking executive what to fucking do. Tilted him out. Good work. Like I like this guy. Like this is my fucking problem here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take a fucking walk. Yeah. Sure. Go get another fucking omelet. You know, I kind of like this Jay Aber guy. The fuck is that guy? Holy shit! Now that he has a fucking spine. Holy shit! Drew oh. takes a walk. He takes a walk. Holy shit! Oh, man. Yeah, well, I do think that it is a good idea, credit where credit's due, to ask people to let us know if they see the Lindo brothers, and I'll pass that information along right to you. However, if anybody from this circus steps on my motherfucking toes again... He did not sleep well last night, though. Y'all are fucking out. Wow. He learned what profanity was like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> now this is a mayor I can get behind. I like this guy. Wow. Spends a real law and order kind of voter. Yeah, now that he's grown the pair, it's not too bad. I, I do appreciate you bringing this all to my attention. And when you see Andruk again, uh, tell him I, I appreciate his input. And that the mayor's office is always open to the citizens who are in and around Aberdeen. Take care. And he leaves. Certainly. I, I must. He said what? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> he 
Incredible. It seems the task before us is the Church of Avatar, but friends, I, I will just be open with you all because it is uh, my way. I have uh, ill feelings towards the establishment. I am fine to do business with them on a fundamental nature, but I will not be particularly verbose. What do you have against them? Things in my past spend that I am still trying to learn the answers to. Do you owe them money? Oh, no. No, no. I know better than to get into a debt with uh, a member of their order. It's more that they might owe me a few explanations, but not the mm. time nor the place. I just wanted you all to know. This is all very vague in a way that will surely get us in trouble down the road. Well, let's go on our way. Very good, very good. Uh, Leighton ex accepts the security advice from Sven. So that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Y'all are head to, heading to Golden Law's church. Yep. Then I will refer you all to the map. A little thin rectangle of a thing. You do find yourselves on a thin rectangle of a thing. <laughs> So you approach the church, which is in town, and you see a wide, high porch of white wood. And that is fronting the church. That's what you're right in front of there. Two stained glass windows face the road, inset on the porch there. The one to the north depicts Abadar, the master of the first vault. And the one to the south is emblazoned with dozens of golden keys. Both are broken in several places, which you can see represented on the map, but they are still sound enough that you can see those images depicted. You also don't think that you can see in through the windows particularly well. Most of the damage is up top. There's yellowish glass littering the front porch. That's what you see from where you are. Sam, uh, I think we remember that our roustabout told us that things were, it was Cubby. Cubby said things smelled weird, but has anybody mentioned the roustabout or um, the mayor that it was bro broken into or destroyed in some way? I mean, they sent us here to get help, but it looks like things are pretty dire. Cubby sniffed around and said that things smelled a little funky. He may not have gone up on this porch and he is under your knee, so he may not have seen all of this, right? Also, despite being like clearly uh, fully sentient and articulate, he, he's concerned with other things, right? He said, this place smells weird, which is for him the same thing as a person coming up and said, it looks weird. Mm. I just mean that the, the mayor specifically said, go check out the church in town. And if it's in town and it's smashed up and nobody's seen it, like that's what Leighton's confused by. Yeah, no, got it. That makes sense. Um, yet no one has mentioned this specifically. So you don't know if this is new or if it's already been this way. You also know from the Mad Mug that it had been vandalized at some point in the past, right? And that was weeks ago. Hmm. So it, maybe there is a story here where people aren't paying a whole bunch of attention to this place. Yeah, because the glass is still on the ground. Glass is still on the ground. Did someone throw a rock in it? You can see the glass. We've all seen enough law and order to know that, that meant that the damage must have come from the inside. <laughs> okay. The other thing that you see just like walking past it is that it, it feels just a little unkempt, right? It, it doesn't seem like a whole bunch of pride is being taken in the exterior of it. 
I, I'm not saying that there's a whole bunch of spray paint on the outside, but there's definitely uh, weeds growing on, uh, at the wall around the cemetery, which is adjacent to this, which you've heard about and can see. Uh, there are weeds growing at the, the base of that wall, right? It, it just feels a little run down right now. What were you going to say, Rudy? Oh, I was just going to suggest uh, with all of the um, diabolic and uh, demonic artifices we've discovered so far, if I rolled a... Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in here and say just demonic. Just demonic. Just demonic. It's an important difference. Demonic implies chaos. Diabolic is a different thing. Uh, with all the demonic artifices we've discovered here thus far, if... Uh, Recall knowledge religion might uh, awaken any murmurings uh, with the vandalizing of this uh, temple. You can go ahead and get it. Lord knows, Lord knows. Ooh, that is a 17 religion. A 17 religion? Yet yeah, nothing in particular pings. Um, if you're thinking about it hard, you you've remember that you've heard a couple things about the Church of Abadar being also related to the banking system in this part of the country or in this part of the world right and that because they've fallen on hard times there are fewer loans being extended uh they've been a little bit more tight-fisted whatnot all of this could go into explaining what you're seeing but a strictly knowledge religion you're not getting much from that it doesn't ping on that Mm. well gentlemen shall we walk in Yes, I would say so. Yes, harshly. Truly is a shame what they've done to this place. It must have been quite impressive in its uh, former days. All right, so move yourselves up onto the porch. That's a trap. (laughs) Go ahead, do it. Go ahead. (laughs) No, as you get up onto the as you get up onto the porch itself, you do see that the door frame is splintered. And it looks like the door is no longer secured in its frame. Can I detect magic? You cast the spell detect magic. Mm-hmm. You do not detect magic. Can I cast light and peer in through the stained glass? Through the holes? Uh, the holes are a little too high up for you. Even on Claude's back. They're 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 towards the, the high end of it. What are we using for checking for traps and hazards and twoies? Is it thievery? I believe it's a perception check. Mm. Okay. Well, then I ought not to do that. I'll do that. Yeah, I got 24 perception. Uh, 25. 24, 25. You don't believe that the door is trapped. a good roll. (laughs) It's okay. Those are supposed to be secret anyway. Oh, that's right. Perception. We're not, we're going to, we're going to continue to play this game mostly like we do in, did in 1E with, regarding the secret checks. Every now and again, I'm going to have a little bit of fun and Mm -hmm. roll those checks for you so you don't know how okay. accurate the information you're getting is, but it sounds kind of exhausting to do that for every single one of these checks. So yeah. mm-hmm. for this, you roll the 24, you roll the 25, you don't think there are any traps. Uh, can Druk draw his bow? That's just what they'd want us to think. Absolutely. Druk draws his bow. Shall we head inside? Let's do it. Yeah, it's after me then. Uh, Claude, guard the door, please, if you wouldn't mind. You open the door to reveal the nave. It's about 40 feet long up to the banking desk, which is the altar in a church of Abadar. There are pews on either side, but what you notice first 
are piles and piles of feather and what looks like maybe paper covering the floor. Your eyes track up to the shredded seat cushions and claw-racked backs of the pews in front of you. This place looks kind of fucked up. We get the sense at all that it's inhabited. You know how you get that weird sort of sixth sense when you enter a room and you know somebody's there even if you don't know? Yeah, absolutely you do. Because up on the altar are two creatures rifling through papers, throwing things on the ground, destroying them. You're not sure what they are from this distance. Hmm. What you're looking at is this creature. Oh, oh, boy. oh. The listeners at home, it's got goat feet, long forked tail, bubbly upper torso, uh, uh, too many horns on its head. Way too and it, many. And it, it just recently put its hand through a mirror, so it's got a bunch of glass sticking out of its forearm. And bad luck. And bad luck. And this is the other creature that you see. Someone else give me a quick description. This is a smaller creature. It's like sexy. It's like a sexy well, thing with like a hot highest. body. <laughs> Like a cute ass. We've learned a lot about Will's particular fetishes tonight. I I always forget that Will has that reptile thing. (laughs) Uh, We got some bat wings, forward sweeping horns, impish figure, hunched back, green, leathery skin, big claws. Seductive mouth. Um. (laughs) Okay, okay. Get on over here, eyes. You know, so you can just yeah. like talk to you for a while. You know, so you see these two creatures <laughs> about forty feet away from you, up on the altar, and they are just trashing shit. The littler one uh, is at the banking desk, which is the altar. Uh, seems to be going through like records and paper, but like just like a psychopathic accountant, right? Just like going, dun, 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 sees something and then just <laughs> throws it up around him. The other larger creature is just raking claws through a mural of Abadar defeating Rovagug and just like going to town on it. Every now and again, getting distracted by something near him, throwing a candelabra on the ground. We are going to find out what happens with all of that next week. Oh, oh. oh. Even, even later. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm.